Welcome back. You are listening to Punko's Pride. I am your host, Tate Logan, and today I am here with Faith from Pennyboard. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. It is Easter Sunday, and I kind of forgot about that until today, so <laughs> I hope I'm not taking you away from any dinner plans or anything like that. Oh, no. I actually have, like, a photo shoot. Like, like I'm the photographer in the scenario and yeah I have a photo shoot for somebody later so oh that's so cool I didn't realize that you did that is that like your secondary passion to music or are you more into photography yeah I was actually a concert photographer for like five years before I did penny boards that is so cool that is literally photographers are arguably the most important people in the industry because it's like if there's no photo did it even happen at least in this day and age like yeah absolutely yeah I'm just like back into it I took a little break once I started penny board but yeah for sure what are some of your favorite artists that you've shot um I worked with Action Adventure last year. That was really fun. Um, I work a lot with this band called New Heroes. They're always super fun to work with. Um, I I work a lot with like just like a lot of bands in the Dallas area. And yeah, yeah, it's really cool just to like help them make their vision come to life and be like, yeah, Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Okay, follow up question. If you could shoot any band or artist, who would it be? Uh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> so you're like you're a big Swifty, huh? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I love Taylor Swift, and then I just saw her, so I'm like on this kick right now. <laughs> you wow, you're like special. You got tickets to the Eras tour. People were like trying to kill each other over that. Yeah, I got so lucky. I like I was trying to get tickets, and then the site crashed, and I was like, well, I guess I'm giving up. And then it refreshed, and I was like immediately in to get tickets oh my god God, this is great (laughs) buying tickets for shows like that might be the most anxiety inducing thing on the planet like I can remember doing that I was a huge Lady Gaga fan I mean still am and trying to get tickets it was like okay you're on at 10 o'clock and at 1001 that shit is sold out which is so scary yeah I don't go to a lot of concerts like that just because the ticket buying process is stressful but right right you have to like I can <laughs> refinance your house due to the ticket master fees and everything <laughs> like, yeah, <I> know. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy have you seen Taylor Swift before yeah I've seen her like two other times it's kind of like a thing that me and my mom do so oh that's awesome hell yeah I'll actually Taylor Swift was the first concert that I ever went to I was 12 this was in like oh my god well how old was I or what year was it when I was 12 I don't know I was in like the sixth or seventh grade I obviously so this was like 2006 maybe it was the first headline she was like on tour with some other band that I can't remember and did like a one-off headline show and so I saw her in the Savannah Civic Center it was like a really small show and she was just playing her like debut album it was crazy and then I went through this phase where I was like I'm I'm too cool for Taylor Swift. Like, I'm just going to listen to math rock. And then 1989 came out and I was like, oh, I'm back. I'm back. Like, this is great. I'm obsessed. And f- honestly, this is kind of an unpopular opinion, but Folklore is my one of my favorite albums, like, ever. I think that album is incredible. Oh, yeah, do you disagree? <laughs> no, I like it. It's not my favorite, but <laughs> I do like it. But I've never heard someone say that it's, like, their favorite. I lo- I have that shit on vinyl, like no lie. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like just the songwriting is so good. Gr- well, what's your favorite Taylor Swift album? 
Um, probably speak now. Okay. Really waiting for that Taylor's version. <laughs> is that is that the one that has better than revenge on it? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah. that's great. That's one of my favorites. That's a that is literally a pop punk song. Like <laughs> all of those songs on that album, they could be pop punk songs. Like it, they're so good. <laughs> With the way that rock is coming back, like this tiny sliver of me hopes that Taylor's version of that is like she like leans into the rock part of it. That would be so sick. I just need one rock album. That's it. And then yeah, I just one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. Well, okay, we can move on from Taylor Swift because I think you and I could both talk about that for like ever. So, <laughs> so when you were, you know, you do music, what was like kind of your the first artist that was like inspired you to want to make music? Um, I guess I kind of always wanted to like, like write my own music just because I've been behind the scenes for so long. And I don't know, I was just always like, too scared to and then anytime I brought it up, people were just like, "Mm, you're a little too shy to be doing that. Like, I don't know if you're cut out for this. You're really sensitive, you know, things like that. And for some reason, when I listened to Claro, I was like, think I really want to do this like I was like listening to like a lot of like music like that and not really like pop punk and so I was like I think I want to do this as like singer songwriter you know just kind of do my own thing and um I I tried it out the that one song that I wrote I ended up rewriting it into like a rock version Um, (laughs) not out yet but yeah, I was just like, oh, no, I, I think I need to do pop punk because then I listened to um, I Want to Be With You by Chloe Mariondo. And I was like, wait, that's like the perfect way to describe like what I want to do. So Nice. Yeah, that's interesting that like you you didn't immediate like your original plan wasn't to do pop punk because you, you've got it like in the bag. So that's funny. <laughs> it was like a, a later decision. Yeah, I think it was so much of like, I I grew up listening to pop punk and then I just kind of got like burnt out from it, I guess. And I was like, I want to do something different than what all my other friends are doing. But I was like, no, I got to do pop punk. I feel that. I feel that. I have a love-hate relationship with pop punk. Like, (laughs) I mean, that's what I grew up listening to, too. But not even like the cool pop punk i grew up on like forever the sickest kids and like cobra starship like the neon oh, era oh my god that was my me. shit this <laughs> was like the first show i ever went to so. really oh my god that's awesome i saw them at warp tour actually i think it was the first time i crowd surfed because it was funny like all of my friends were really into stuff like I don't even know, like the front bottoms and that sort of thing, which I love the front bottoms, but they thought that that neon pop punk thing was like for teenagers. And I was like in my twenties at this point going to warp tour and I like forever the sickest kids had like come back for like a reunion leg of it or whatever. And I was like, come on, like, let's just go. And it was crazy because their fans were like rabid. Like it was insane. The crowd was so hectic and so chaotic. And I was like, see, people are so stoked about this. Y'all suck. <laughs> this yeah, is fun. Yeah. Forever the sickest kids and like really just any of that era of music. That was my favorite. Oh yeah. Like I was big into like, obviously Mayday Parade and like Cartel 
and stuff like that it still holds up that shit is fun <laughs> i feel like that's gonna come back like pop punk is back right now but i feel like we're gonna do a full circle and people are gonna start wearing shutter shades and yellow skinny jeans again soon. i hope, so. I, hope right. so. I would love to see that i would love to be a part of that wow <laughs> right yeah let's do it let's bring back the neon era <laughs> We both say with our like black outfits and black <laughs> hair and everything. I have like one pair of like neon green pants and I, I wore them once and I was like, I don't know if I can do this again. This is just right. to me. It's like fun and it's also like PTSD at the same yeah. time. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Well, this is interesting since we're talking about hair a little bit. You like have a bunch of different styles and have kind of like you're kind of a chameleon in a way, which is really cool. How do you decide what the vibe is going to be? Does it relate to the music or do you just kind of go with how you're feeling day to day? Honestly, it yeah, it's a lot of like how I decide to just like present myself. Like recently I went through this thing where I was like, I feel like I need to shave my head because I just feel like I look too feminine and I'm just like not comfortable with it. And um right. Then I decided, like, I don't want to do that. I'm too scared. So maybe later, but um, <laughs> right now. So I went to, like, this, like, specific hairstylist in my city who just, like, caters to, you know, anyone who identifies as non-binary or queer or whatever. And I was just, I basically just told her, like, hey, I want something that I can, like, switch it up if I feel you know, more masculine one day or like more feminine. And she gave me this awesome like shag cut that I really need to get trimmed now, but. Totally. Um, no, it looks sick. Yeah. People can't like see you, but you have a sick haircut. Oh yeah. yeah. Is there like something lighter happening? Yeah, there was like, like a magenta and then like a teal, but it's, it's faded. Cause I don't oh, cool. I'm supposed to, but. Um. No, I feel that I have this problem where my hair is naturally blonde. So whenever I dye it dark, when it starts to grow out, it looks like I'm like balding and have like a receding hairline. Like I'll go to film a TikTok and be like, oh my God, I have to redye my roots because I look like I'm 45 years old. Like this is a problem. Yeah, I have really like light brown hair and it's it's starting to come through a little bit. I'm like, isn't there like a root spray or something you can buy? <laughs> yes, there is. There is. And I have it. <laughs> I need to invest. <laughs> you talking about shaving your head. I totally had like, for lack of a better term, in a full transparency, like a manic episode at the beginning of the pandemic and was like, bzz, like literally shaved my head bald. And it was fun. It was an adventure. But the problem with being blonde and shaving your head and wearing earrings is you look scarily like slim shady in 2004 i was like oh this is not the vibe like i've got to grow my hair back out yeah yeah a, a lot of my friends shaved their head recently and i was just like i feel like i need to do that that sounds so freeing but i'm so scared <laughs> it is well it does grow back so if you do decide to do it, it you're either gonna love it and it's gonna be awesome and if you don't it grows back so yeah one day legs so you know. I did wear a lot of the like little fold up beanies for a while at first because I was like, I'm not sure how I feel about this. <laughs> so you're from Dallas, Texas, right? Yes. Well, technically, I'm from like Wichita Falls. I'm pretty <laughs> proud of that. Um, but Where is that? <laughs> like two hours north of Dallas. Um, okay. 
So yeah, I'm from Wichita Falls. And then like a few years ago, I moved to Dallas, but nobody knows Wichita Falls is. So <laughs> I, I do not. I've probably driven through it on tour, but I'm not sure. Well, at least you're close to Dallas. So is D- Dallas is the closest city that you're because God, I get so confused with Texas. It's like I've been to Austin and Dallas and Houston. Where are those places in the state? <laughs> Dallas is more like North Texas. Okay. 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 Yeah. So like almost to Oklahoma. So where you grew up versus Dallas, like is, do you have to go to Dallas sort of to like have a music scene environment? Yeah. Well, um, when, when I was in high school back in the day, um, (laughs) we had like a pretty good scene in Wichita Falls. Um, yeah, a lot of bands would kind of like, it'd be like a good, like connecting date between like OKC in Dallas but it was always smaller shows I had actually posted something the other day of like I saw Blackville Brides and there were only like 10 people at that show Hell yeah a bar and it was it was cool that's what a lot of the shows were like I saw the ready set forever the sickest kids there um so there were cool bands like coming through but then you know like as we all got older and like started to like move on like the scene kind of died down but recently um there's a band there called ladybird and they've been like reviving the scene and like all these new bands are popping up and it's been really cool to watch so that's so cool ladybird love the name love that movie that's cool they're it's, very cool it's funny that you say that because my college experience was very similar like i went to the university of south carolina which is in columbia and we don't really get a lot of shows but when people were going from Charlotte to Atlanta, which are two like prominent dates on tours, they would do an off day in Columbia. So very similar thing. It was like they were either playing the like little venue that we had there, or they'd even come and do like a frat house sort of thing, which I'm not into fraternities, but I would go to see bands. Like I'm like, that's fine. I'll show up looking the way that I look to be able to see Mayday or whatever. So I, I totally feel that.
um you have a show coming up soon don't you yeah next week um it's well i guess it's in a week now um it's on april 15th it's gonna be our last one for a while so oh cool kind of emotional about it but it'll be okay um nothing bad really happened we all just like my whole band they're all in other bands and they all have like their own projects they work on so oh okay I got um, that I feel you there it's time for them to like get their music (laughs) out and I have a lot of new music coming out so we all just kind of want to like focus on our own thing take a little bit of a summer break so yeah yeah totally um yeah well what what do you kind of have planned for the summer as far as penny board goes anything anything fun so much new music i have so much to announce like yeah just that's so exciting analyze everything first so you um you came out to la to work with jojo did you did you not i did yeah it was um last summer it was literally like right after so what fest i like got on a plane and went to la for a week and yeah we we knocked out this this whole like collection of music and it was really cool that's so funny i was at jojo's house a couple of weeks ago and i saw where you had like signed the little chalkboard in his kitchen and i was like oh shit i was like i know them not really them but i do kind of know them (laughs) like that's cool yeah jojo's awesome if it wasn't for jojo like i don't know where penny board would be like he's just like he he really just like understood like what I wanted to do and he's been like so easy to work with but he also like challenges me and like he's helped me just overall become like a better vocalist so I love that guy that's really awesome did he do these songs that you're may or may not be putting out this summer (laughs) yeah yeah he's like so we, we worked with like a few other writers um but yeah he really just like he helped bring everything to life so that's awesome yeah it's really like crucial to find a good producer that like gets your vision because there's a lot of really really incredible producers out there but just because they made something perfect for someone else doesn't necessarily mean that they're like the perfect person for you I've learned that too like that's so finding Jojo and him working for you that's that's awesome yeah and Jojo is actually from Dallas so we actually like know like all the same people and just like I don't know I feel like it really helped that like I was so far away from home that at least he like understood where I was coming from oh that's cool I didn't realize that he was from Dallas that's so sick what a small world yeah (laughs) what did you think of Los Angeles I'm so curious (laughs) I really liked it for a bit there I was like I think I need to live here and then I was like I don't know it's kind of scary and expensive yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but I really liked it I liked that like everyone there was just like so passionate about what they do because here there's like you know you have to like go to a show to experience that like you don't just like see people filming a TikTok outside and, like, yeah no that's real <laughs> but yeah like if I, you know, like, go film a music video, like, out in, like, a public space, people are gonna, like, give me this weird look, but, like, in LA, that just feels so normal. Right. It's so funny that you say that. When I filmed the first music video that I did out here, um, 
the concept was to like walk down Hollywood Boulevard while it was like super packed. And like, in theory, I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Like, it's going to be cool. And then we were like parking the car and I kind of started panicking. I was like, everyone's going to be looking at me. Like, it's going to be so awkward and like, you know, whatever. And cause I'm used to doing music videos on like closed sets and we got there and I was like, Oh, this is so fucking embarrassing. And then I got out of the car and there was like people filming shit everywhere. I was like, Oh, nobody cares what I'm doing like that. And this was like the first two weeks I was in LA. So I had no concept of like that world, but yeah, we got out of the car and it was like every other person had their phone out or was filming something. And I was like, Oh, this is just like the culture here, which is hilarious in so many different ways but yeah no I I feel that I definitely have a love-hate relationship with Los Angeles yeah that's so valid I I'm the same way with Dallas so I get it yeah like the weather is beautiful the events and the things that like occur every weekend are super fun but I grew up somewhere where there's like rain and trees and I miss that a lot (laughs) yeah I'm actually curious what the weather is like in Dallas. Not to ask a question about the weather. That's so lame. But like Texas, when I've been there, is hot as hell. Is it like that right now? Or do you guys get like real seasons? No, we get like, it's crazy. Like when a band (laughs) tour here, they're just like, it's so hot. Why why is it like this here? And I'm like, just got to get used to it. But it's either like. There's just like no like perfect day. It's always just like so extreme. Like it's either like really windy, really hot. It's raining for like a week straight. Or like if it snows, it's like not really snow. It's just ice for like a week and you can't go do anything. And yeah, (laughs) it's insane. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, where I grew up, it was always like 100% humidity in the summer. So like you would step outside and immediately feel like you were drowning. So yeah, no, I, I feel that. I um still somehow I've lived all over the place and still have never lived somewhere where it snows, which makes me sad. Like I would like to see actual snow at some point in my life. I need to move to like the Northeast or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I would love to hear about your writing process. Like what does that usually look like? Is it the same every time? Have you kind of developed your writing process since working with new producers like Jojo? I love to hear about like how people write their songs. Yeah, so usually um, I kind of just like, I don't ever force myself to write unless I'm, you know, like in a session and I'm like, okay, I have to do this right. right. Um, But yeah, usually I'll just like sit down and start writing if I feel like it. Usually when I'm upset uh, about whatever. And (laughs) yeah, I just, I'll just like, write little things down in my notes app or like in my journal and then I'll just kind of save it and keep it for whenever um like Jojo has an idea or like um my guitarist he's he wanted to like write a song uh, with Penny Board and that's what Cherry Chapstick is um yeah so I usually just kind of like wait to use those lyrics for anything and then it's, it's like a little puzzle of just kind of like, oh, well, this song really matches with like these lyrics. Let's just try to like work out a melody and see how this goes. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So you're like a you're like a lyric person first. Oh, yeah. One hundred percent. I can play guitar, but I'm not like super good at it. So I kind of just, you know, like I let the professional like take over in that aspect. 
No, I feel that. See, I'm like the opposite. Like I will sit down with a guitar and come up with a whole melody for like a whole song and then be like, what am I writing about? Like, what do I want to say? <laughs> like, I've got this fun melody and then the lyrics take me forever. <laughs> like, I always joke, like, it was so much easier for me to write songs when I was, like, sad and not on antidepressants. And now that I'm, like, healthy, I'm like, damn. Like, I can't, I can't write as good as I did when I was 19 because I'm happy. Like, that's such a, such a, like, you know, I don't know, double-edged sword, I guess. Yeah, anytime I try to write a happy song, I'm like, this feels so cheesy, but like, I'm just right. like, it's okay. So yeah, I get that. No, I, I totally feel that. Oh, I wanted to ask you about this. So like, I think this was like last week or maybe the week before you had a song go like totally viral on Instagram reels. What what did that feel like? It was so weird. Um, It was like, a lot of like, I don't know, just like, People I didn't expect to listen to my music, honestly, because I was, like, trying to cater it towards, like, the Swimo audience, so, like, Swifty Emo <laughs> audience, and it was a lot of people who listen to hip-hop, and I was like, wait, this what? is cool, and I've kind of known of, like, the overlap between, like, pop-punk and, like, hip-hop music, um, but that seemed to be most of the audience that it got pushed out to, and they seemed to really like it, so... That's been cool.
that's so wild like i never thought like what an interesting demographic to target without even necessarily doing it on purpose but i mean hey like people consuming it doesn't matter who they are i think something that i think is really cool that's been happening like at least in the last couple of years is like I can remember growing up, like being in high school and college, that people were very like elitist about the type or like the genre of music that they listened to. It was like kids that listen to emo, listen to emo and kids that listen to hip hop, listen to hip hop. And there wasn't really an overlap. And it's really cool now because I feel like not only are those genres meant like mending together, but people are so down to listen to more than one genre. Like I feel like you'll get in the car with somebody and they're like, oh yeah, here's, you know, a Dominic Fike song and now we're going to listen to Pierce the Veil or whatever. And I'm like, this is so great. Like, I think that's, yeah. that's really cool. I love it. I love this like little community I have. Like, I love just like talking to everyone. I started this thing where I'll like go live once a week and I'll like color and listen to music and we'll all just like hang out and talk to each other. It's really cool. Hell yeah. That's, that's awesome. So I watched your music video for Karma. Was that super fun to do? Where did you film that? In my backyard. Hell yeah. <laughs> like 50 bucks. I was like, I got to release a music video for this. I don't have the money to, but this will work. Um, so that was really fun. I just took like one of my old backdrops that I used for photography and then picked up some spray paint. And then we filmed in like, my old university, like the parking garage there, I was like, I yeah. know this, this one looks good and no one's going to be here. So yeah. it worked out. <laughs> so. That's awesome. No, I was curious. It makes total sense that you did it in your yard because when you go to rent a studio anywhere in LA for a video, they've got like rules and it's like, you know, you can't smoke or whatever. But the number one thing that they always put on every contract is you cannot use paint. And I'm like, well, then what the hell? Like, it's it's crazy. Well, they don't want you to make a mess, which, like, I get that. But I was like, damn, either you scored the best clearance ever or you were just smart and did it yourself. Like, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. This house has been, like, in so many different music videos because it's just a good space. We kind of have it to where, like, we can do whatever we want with it. So, that's yeah, awesome. the spray paint. It was so fun. It was, I want to like do that again just for funsies. <laughs> right? No, that's really cool. God, spray painting. I used to, <laughs> I used to skate in high school and we never vandalized things. Don't get me wrong. But like we would build little skate ramps in, in my backyard and my brother and I would like tag the shit out of it. And my parents were like, look, the skate ramp was already ugly enough in the backyard and now you are creating graffiti art in our yard and I'm like come on it's cool like we wouldn't you rather us do it here than like behind the Trader Joe's like right yeah like, at least we're not breaking the law here yeah <laughs> so yeah, this is kind of another thing I wanted to like you know like take the stencil and like tag sidewalks but I was like I'm scared what if I get caught I can't do this like, right right it's like after you're older than 18 you can get in trouble for shit like yeah. that <laughs> like one of my biggest hobbies when I was younger was like exploring abandoned buildings and now I'm like I would still love to do that but if I get caught it's not like get out of here you kids it's like you're going to jail for trespassing yeah it's scary now so. <laughs> right what a bummer getting old sucks um well, what are some of your hobbies outside of music and obviously photography, but do you have any other things you like to enjoy to kind of 
take your mind off of music and stuff? Yeah, I actually, this is so random. I really like making candles. Um, that's not random. That's cool. I, I think it's so fun. I I worked at Bath and Body Works for like five years. Um, nice. And when I stopped working there, I was like, man, I don't get this sweet discount anymore. I just want to <laughs> learn to make my own candles. And then, um, yeah, it's it was like a nice like side hustle for a bit um yeah I was gonna say people on like Pinterest and Depop love that shit yeah it was it was fun it but I don't make candles like near as often as I used to but every now and then I will but other than that I feel like I don't really do anything besides like read and uh play Animal Crossing so (laughs) both of those things are cool I love to read what's your favorite book um so I just read Daisy Jones in the Six, and I feel like it changed my life, to be honest. I was like, oh, no, I don't – I feel like I'm not going to, like, give in to the hype, and now I get it, so. <laughs> Have you seen the show? Did you read it before or after watching the show? I read it before I watched the show, and then I okay. immediately watched the show, and wow. Yeah. changed. <laughs> No, I read Daisy Jones like a year ago, I think. And it's a similar thing. I mean, my favorite movie is Almost Famous. And so when I heard about Daisy Jones, I was like, oh, this seems very similar. And I have to credit my partner. She read it first and was like, I think you'd like this. And I read the entire book in like eight hours. I was just like, this is fantastic. And it was interesting when the show came out because I feel like it was just enough time in between me reading the book and watching the show that I wasn't like super comparing the two, but like, I thought the show stood on its own really well, but yeah, there were, they did make a lot of changes, which I thought was interesting, but it was, it was great. (laughs) The book is always better. Always. Oh, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) So other than Daisy Jones, like what, what kind of books do you, do you like to read? Or is that usually like the style of book that you're into? Do you like mysteries or like romance novels, like young adult? Like what's your vibe? I actually read a lot of books about like mental health. Um, There was one recently that I read called We Are Okay. And it's basically just about this girl who is just like navigating life and like trying to figure out like how to like be on her own. And I feel like it really just like hit home for me of like, you know, you can't depend on these relationships and you have to like learn to do things on your own. And yeah, it was was good. Because most books I read about mental health, it's just like, you know, like a a depressed teenager and I want to get help for this and like, which is great and all. Uh, But yeah, this one, I felt like it really like, it was better for me as like an adult. So. Absolutely. No, I'm laughing because I do the same thing. So like that's, I totally feel that. Have you ever read, you may have not even ever heard of this book because it wasn't very popular, but it's called Literally Show Me a Healthy Person. No, but. Oh my God. It's probably one of my favorite books of all time. And based on what you just said, I think you would really like it. When this interview is over, I will send you a picture of it. Okay, cool. I'll add it to my Goodreads list. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it was like a, basically the book is like a collection of like stream of consciousness like it's just like random sentences about like every time this girl has a thought she just like writes it down so there's not really like a narrative to it but yeah it's really cool it's all about like mental health and the shit that makes you fucked up so yeah I think (laughs) I think you might enjoy it I really liked it oh yeah that 
That sounds like something I would enjoy. <laughs> Hell yeah. So what is next for you? I know you said you've got music coming out. Um, do you have like release dates for that? Can you spill the beans at all? It's okay if you can't. <laughs> Honestly, I'm an independent artist, like 100%. No management, no label. So I can You can do whatever, whatever you Hey, appreciate yeah. that while it lasts, to be honest with you. <laughs> like... It's been fun. I love, you know, like doing things on my own terms. But um, totally. Yeah, got got a few more to release as singles. I don't know. I just wanted like things to have like their own moment. Um, but absolutely, I will say uh, September will be a very cool month. So yeah, hell yeah. And there's gonna exclusive, be a lot of exclusive exclusive like, information right here. <laughs> <laughs> there's gonna be a lot that people like aren't gonna expect. Like I don't know. I'm I'm just excited. It's it's like a whole new like side of penny board. So that's really exciting. Okay, not to be that interviewer, but how did you get the name penny board? I'm actually curious because it's like a play on words, and I like that. Penny board was not my idea. It was one of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, penny board started as like an all like non male punk group basically and then um unfortunately it didn't work out we're all still good so it's okay um but yeah they were like this name really fits you you should just keep it because i was just gonna go by faith alicia like i did with everything else but yeah penny boards stuck so do you ride on penny boards i don't even really like penny boards i skate but penny boards terrify me which i guess like (laughs) Pursuing penny board has been terrifying, but you know, I'm getting over my fears, so it's fine. You're a poser. You're penny Again, board. You I don't even penny board. board. <laughs> <laughs> I have one. I have a green penny board, so it's very like on brand for me, but like, that's nothing funny. Scary. <laughs> no I kind of I love it even more that you're not a big penny boarder like I think that's fantastic. <laughs>
So I want to talk about karma specifically. Like, what is this song about to you? Like, how did you, because you said you write the lyrics first. Was that the case with this song? Oh, yeah, 100%. I had, like, tried to, like, actually finish this song so many times. And I was just like, oh, I feel so weird, like, writing about my anger. I don't want anyone to, like, see this side of me. Um, So... I, that song was written so long ago and then I just like wasn't ever gonna like do anything with it and then I showed it to my producer and he was like these lyrics are really good and like we should do something with this and so yeah we uh we asked my friend uh that goes by Lizard Queen um to come like write with us and like hell yeah the song was complete um but it's really just about like you know bad people who will who will get for sure well and that's funny too that like it it, sometimes it's the songs that like take a while to really you know get out of your body or your mind or whatever the ones I mean people 600,000 people resonated with it on reels so like that's super sick yeah I was just like I don't know I'm just I got in a place where I was just like I am so like angry with so many things in my life and I was like I really need to need to get all of this out like in one song so yeah no that's really cool so I've got like speed round questions for you so if you could play in any city in the U.S. and then in the world what would it be in the U.S. uh probably New York City I haven't been there yet I would say like Chicago or LA but I've already played there so sick yeah (laughs) Chicago is always really fun it's just like a great music scene yeah I love it and then like in the world hmm I don't know probably somewhere in Germany (laughs) my my brother hell yeah I think (laughs) that's cool yeah I've I've never been to Germany I've never been overseas so anywhere over there is interesting to me I'm like I'll take any of it it's all super cool yeah Um, Okay, you're stranded on an island, and in this situation, you have Wi-Fi or a CD player. <laughs> okay, no, you know what? I'm going to rephrase that. You can only listen to three albums for the rest of your life. You're not on an island. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> it just adds to it. It's it's dramatic. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, You can listen to an album on Spotify, but you cannot contact authorities. <laughs> um oh my gosh questions like this always get me because I feel like my music taste changes like every three months um that's fine it can be right now it doesn't you know however you want to answer it what is I I can never remember I feel like it's just like a self-titled album the album that okay the all-american rejects the one that move along Oh, yeah. It's called Move Along. It's just called Move Along? It's just called Move Along. You got it. You got it on the first try. (laughs) That one, for sure. Um, That was like the first band that I ever fell in love with. Um, Probably Sucker Punch by Chloe Morando. It's like a great, like, modern take on pop, and there's really good hyper pop. Sick. Yes. Already very eclectic. I love it. Yeah, and then ooh, I gotta pick a Taylor Swift album, but I don't know which one. Um, <laughs> pressure. Probably speak now. I don't know something about that album. I love it. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite dessert? Um, cheesecake. Cheese. Ooh, good choice. I think it's so great. <laughs> we did cheesecake at our wedding because we don't like other cakes, so we were like, we're just gonna do cheesecake. Fuck it. Like, and it was actually a hit. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a big dessert person, but cheesecake slaps. I, I agree with you there. It's so good. <laughs> okay, what is your favorite movie? Um, It's kind of a funny story. Ooh. Yep. That's a good one. Possibly better than the movie, though. I will say that. Yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> Always. <laughs> so we're actually coming to an end, sadly. This has been such a pleasure. It was nice. I feel like it's so funny being like, quote unquote internet friends with someone and then getting to actually like see their face and talk to them in not quite in real life but as close as we can get being yeah. on the other side of the country from each other <laughs> is there anything you want listeners to know it can be about music it can be about you it can be whatever you want um i just want to remind everyone to just you know do what makes them happy and yeah follow your dreams <laughs> hell yeah that's that's great perfect well, Penny Board, it has been quite a pleasure. I am really thrilled to have you on. Thank you for doing this. It was it was somewhat last minute, and I'm stoked that you said yes. <laughs> Thank you. I listened to all of these, so I was really excited about this. Are you for real? Oh, my God. That's such a compliment. Thank I you. So, yeah, I'm a huge fan. Oh, <laughs> that makes me so happy. Thank you so much. Yeah, I could just, I could tell you were just a really genuine, cool person. And I was like, I have to have them on my show. So thank Aww, you. Thank you. <laughs> well, this has been a pleasure. I'm Tate Logan. This has been Punko's Pride and we will catch you next week.